the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. Welcome to The Art of Significance with your host, Hall of Fame speaker, New York Times bestselling author, university professor, gold record songwriter, and award-winning athlete, Dan Clark. Get ready for engaging discussions with some of the most influential people in the world who will impart their wisdom, stories, and inspiration on why and how to achieve the level beyond success. Now here's your host, Dan Clark. Welcome to this week's show, and for those of you who've been listening to the amazing Jane Valez Mitchell, I hope you'll stay tuned and just carry over to this amazing hour of power. This show is called The Art of Significance, Achieving the Level Beyond Success. I'm Dan Clark, the host, and I am so honored to actually be on the same day and to follow uh, Jane Valez Mitchell. I became a fan of hers not just watching Nancy Grace, but as she covered uh, unashamedly, boldly, without overbearance, the uh, Michael Jackson uh, child molestation case. And uh, to see her uh, articulation and her power and her inner strength mixed with her obvious outer beauty and her amazing eloquence, uh, what, what what a perfect journalist, what a perfect host, and I would hope that those who have been following Jane today on this amazing Influencers channel that you'll continue on. Um, I am a huge fan of of women in business, and because we're following uh, Jane's show today, I just wanted to make it clear about my, my respect for women my understanding of women in the marketplace and in the workforce by kind of throwing myself under the bus. I was the keynote speaker in Washington, D.C. at the very first ever Women's Military Symposium. So visualize the hotel ballroom just packed full of women in uniform from all branches of the service what a sight, what an, what, what an expose on, on integrity and service before self and a commitment to excellence in everything they do. And as the keynote speaker, <clears throat> I often point out different individuals in my audiences, especially those who I'm very close to, to pay tribute and just to give a shout out and say how proud I am of our friendship. And there was one woman in the audience, a three-star Air Force general, by the name of Margaret Woodward, the first ever female combatant commander in any branch of the military, an extraordinary human being, uh, married to Dan Woodward, who was a retired one-star general. Talk about a power couple. And in my own way, she put me in my place because in the first couple of minutes of my speech, I just said in front of all of these thousands of women that with due respect to everyone here in uniform, I just wanted you to know in my experience, the finest female general officer in the entire United States military is General Maggie Woodward. And General Woodward stands up and interrupts my speech. I knew I was in trouble when she said, Danny, excuse me, Danny. And I'm like, oh, no, what have I done? 
And she said, FYI, I'm not a female general officer. I'm a general officer who happens to be a female. Yes, our titles, our leadership experience, our, 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 our self-mastery, our, our, our commitment to making winning personal and leadership automatic is genderless. We don't need to drag race into any of those equations. We never have to draw or drag uh, gender into any of those equations. We don't have to, to drag in sexual orientation. We don't, have to ju- we don't have to drag politics into any one of those leadership roles that every single one of us on this radio show have an opportunity to occupy or, or partake of as an opportunity in our, in our experience. But having said that and putting that in perspective, let me share another experience I had that illuminates the discussion I, I want to, to have today. You know, I have a wonderful guest coming up in the second and third segments. Her name is Christy Muir. And she's a community-oriented visionary who studied extensively and is, is, is just a, a, a virtuoso in piano pedagogy and marriage family therapy. You don't want to miss her as my guest because she's a co-founder and CEO of Fuse Place. So not only is she a passionate leader and social influencer, but she's a single mom of three beautiful girls and, uh, and, and an entrepreneur an innovator, and an advocate for all that's good, clean, pure, powerful, and positive. I can't wait for you to hear her wisdom and allow me to uh, pick her brain on what matters most. But until I bring her on the air, I want to share this experience. I was a judge of the Miss USA beauty pageant. And to be honest with you, you know, as a macho man, as a football player, I thought, hey, how cool is that? You know, what an honor, you know, what an experience I'll do, you know, most anything once, if you will. And when I arrived, I was so uncomfortable. I didn't know what to look at, if I can be so bold. Uh, It's an interview process, and I would ask tough questions, and so many of the young women would start to cry, and I'd feel bad, like, are you serious? I I didn't really think I could... I could make you feel, you know, bad, and I wasn't making them feel bad about themselves. I would, I was asking provocative questions like, "Why would you want to be in a pageant?" You know, tell me what what you, what, what, it, what it's all about. Which, now looking back, didn't seem to to warrant any tears at all. But anyway, maybe it was an emotional roller coaster ride for them. Fast forward to the final night, <clears throat> multiple day pageant experience scholarship experience, 51 contestants, amazing young women, smart, beautiful inside and out, talented, highly educated. It was an extraordinary experience for me to understand the significance and the sophisticated elegance of of women. It, It was so wonderful for me to be in that environment, to put all of these young ladies up on a pedestal and appreciate them for everything left brain, right brain, and all, all, the, all that, 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 that came in between, if you will. So we get down to the final five finalists, and each one of them was asked by the MC the same exact question. All five were sequestered in a soundproof booth, and one at a time, they were brought to the stage. And the first young lady, whom we had chosen to be the winner, 
She was definitely going to be the, the, the Miss USA queen. She was. And you say that judges can't talk. Well, we're kicking each other under the table. I still have scars from my shins being being brutally beaten up under the table of our judging experience. And we just assumed this one young woman was going to win. The question asked of her was, when is a woman equal to a man? And how shameful when she says, I just want world peace. It was one of those ditzy answers that just offended all the judges. And we just kind of, she rained on our parade. We're like, are you kidding me? Are you serious? And she left. And then the second young lady came from the soundproof booth. And she was obviously asked the exact same question. When is a woman equal to a man? And without even thinking about it, without even blinking an eye, she looks straight into the camera and she says, a woman is only equal to a man when she acts like a woman. And as judges, we looked at each other like, whoa, we need a minute to think about that and to to sift through what we understand her to mean. So I do the same thing as a radio host. You tell me what you think your answer is to that magnificent statement. A woman is only equal to a man when she acts like a woman. Wow. That puts us on equal ground. There's no glass ceiling. We need equal pay for equal work, for equal qualifications. All of those discussions are on the table capsulized in this one answer. A woman is equal to a man when she acts like a woman. So I hope that you've sifted through your answer to that and you've contemplated every aspect of it. You looked on both sides of the wall for your answer, for your response. Mine is this. What this young woman was alluding to is that we must be ourselves. Growing up, my dad said, you owe it to yourself to be the very best version of you because you're going to make a lousy somebody else. My dad used to say, Danny, if you spend your whole entire life trying to be somebody else, who's going to be you? But having said that, we also have to accept the fact that our DNA and our genetic code make men different from women and women different from men. So instead of stereotyping ourselves and pigeonholing us that we must have this attribute or that attribute, or women selling out in a man's world, or men trying to get more in touch with their feminine side as we've heard for so many decades, Aren't there some things we could agree on that are just good, clean, pure, powerful, positive, productive, powerful qualities that are genderless that we can focus in on, remembering that, yes, we are different, and it's okay to be different. Men and women are different, and our differences most of the time are comical. Let me give you an example. The difference between a wife's diary and a husband's diary. Wife's diary, her entry said this, tonight, my husband was acting weird. We had made plans to meet at a nice restaurant for dinner. I was shopping with my friends all day long, so I thought he was upset because I was late, but he made no comment on it. Conversation wasn't flowing, so I suggested that we go somewhere quiet so we could talk. He agreed, but didn't say much. I asked him what was wrong. He said nothing. I asked him if it was my fault that he was upset. He said he wasn't upset. 
that it had nothing to do with me and not to worry about it. And the wife's diary, the entry in the wife's diary con- con- continued. On the way home, I told him that I loved him. He smiled slightly and kept driving. I can't explain his behavior. I don't know why he didn't say, I love you too. When we got home, he wanted nothing to do with me anymore. He just sat there quietly and watched TV. Finally, I decided to go to bed. About 15 minutes later, he came to bed. He fell asleep. I cried. I don't know what to do. Is he having an affair? That's the wife's diary. The husband's diary had this entry, a two-foot putt? Are you kidding me? It was a flipping two-foot putt. Who the hell misses a two-foot putt? (laughs) The differences between men and women with the challenge for us to be the very best versions of ourselves stop selling out. Stop selling out. A reminder, Jane Velez Mitchell proves true that she knows and we know that most of the time the majority is not correct. Most of the time the majority is incorrect. Most of the time the majority is not right. The majority of Americans are out of shape and fat, obese. The majority of Americans are way over their heads in debt. They are flat broke. The majority of Americans have lousy relationships. They are divorced. The majority of Americans are ignorant when it comes to the issues that we vote on. The majority most of the time is not right. And that's why we invite you to join us each week on this Influencers Channel on VoiceAmerica.com so that we can expose you to guests who have it going on, who have done their research, who have done more to step out of the crowd to be everything they were born to be and reach their own potential, to reach their full capacity and potential as a human being. Yeah, a woman is equal to a man when she acts like a woman. And a man is equal to a woman when he acts like a man. Let's go to commercial break. And when we come back, as I promised, we have an extraordinary guest who obviously has stopped competing against others. My four children were taught, indoctrinated, if you will, from the time they popped out into the world, that the only person they need to be better than is the person they were yesterday. If that's not Parenting 101, I don't know what is. We have got to figure out a way to create opportunities for our children, make learning fun, make it exciting to take a risk, engage our minds and connect them with our hearts, and actually have a playful experience as we go through this, this sojourn called life. What we have to do is figure out a way to associate with those individuals who have more vision than most, who are willing to take an entrepreneurial risk more than most, and who have the ability to put their dream into action and turn it into reality by creating something that benefits all of us and especially benefits all of our children. So you don't want to go anywhere because my next guest is the amazing, the, 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 the fantastic Christy Muir. 
And as I said before, she's a community-oriented visionary who studied in piano pedagogy and marriage family therapy. But more intriguing than that, perhaps, is that she's co-founder and CEO of Fuse Play. Don't go anywhere. You got to hear about this amazing company and an amazing from an amazing human being <laughs> who happens to be a woman. Let's go to commercial break. Dan Clark, voiceamerica.com. You're on the Influencers Channel. We'll be back in a moment. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. If you're an event meeting planner like me, you have two ongoing challenges. You can't afford to have a speaker who bombs. And when you do have an amazing speaker, who in the world do you bring into next year's meeting that will top them? Well, you never have to worry again. Book Dan Clark. Dan Clark is one of the most incredible human beings on the planet. He's been named one of the top 10 speakers in the world. He's known for customizing his speech around your meeting theme. So your people leave with benefits that last a lifetime. Here's the number, 1-800-676-1121, or just visit danclark.com. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy, and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. You're listening to The Art of Significance featuring your host, Dan Clark. If you want to join in on this week's discussion, give us a call at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop Dan a line via email to danclark at xmission.com. Now back to the Art of Significance. Here again is Dan Clark. How you doing? Welcome back. You know, I started this show by talking about the differences between men and women. And yeah, we can stereotypically pigeonhole one another and say these are the, the general qualities or attributes of a male and here are the general attributes and qualities of a female you know the classic male description is the protector and the provider and the hunter and the stereotypical description of a female is the gatherer she's the nurturer she's the one that provides unconditional love if you look at any nfl game any nba game any any college football or basketball game, and they 
the camera focuses in on the, the person who just did something extraordinary. Never once do they ever look into the camera and say, hi, dad. 100% of the time they look into the camera and they say, hi, mom. Yeah, we have certain qualities. So, yeah, stereotypical men and stereotypical women, we have differences. And let's just appreciate them and accept the fact that that's who we are. That's our genetic code. But we can also focus in on the differences between men and the differences between women. I'm often asked to speak to young single adults Folks who are looking for love, trying to figure out what their real definition of love is. How can they have a a happily ever after experience? And so I'm always looking for humorous things to talk about just to kind of set a tone that there's really no perfect path. There's no right way. Every person who's ever written a marriage counseling book obviously has probably thrown him or herself into therapy because nobody has the complete secret sauce. Nobody has figured it out because every relationship is different. But on a humorous note, just to give single women hope, Madonna is 55 years old. Her boyfriend is 22. Tina Turner is 75, her boyfriend is 40. J-Lo is 42, her boyfriend is 26. Mariah Carey is 44, her husband is 32. Still single? Relax, your boyfriend is not even born yet. (laughs) Yes, we have some differences. As we're waiting for my guest, Christy Muir, to phone in and, and, and share her magnificent story and her entrepreneurial journey. Let's just focus in on what is overdone in my mind, and that is this political correctness is starting to consume every single person on our planet, every person in America. We're so walking on eggshells and tiptoeing through the tulips, afraid that we're going to offend someone. When we say a truth, if that person doesn't believe that truth, Then they complain. Wait a minute. Some things are true whether you believe them or not. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but nobody's entitled to the wrong facts. And we shouldn't believe everything that we think. We must check our source of information to make sure it is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And no, there are not two sides to every story. There's only one side, which is the one truth. And we need to put pride in our pockets and do everything we know how to do to find that truth and then embrace it, even if it goes against our core beliefs, which were taught to us from someone with an opinion, obviously not from someone with fact. So because this political correctness is just swirling around our world, and especially now in the sports world, I came across an awesome An awesome article. It was an email sent to Clarence Page of the Chicago Tribune after an article he published concerning a name change for the Washington Redskins National Football League team. And this is what the the email response said. This is what the article said. And I just, you know, it's tongue in cheek. There's more truth than humor. 
But come on, listeners, come on, friends. We have got to figure out a way to stop being so blooming oversensitive when it comes to being politically correct. Because as I said before we took the commercial break, the majority is very, very seldom right. Most of the time, the majority is wrong. Dear Mr. Page, I agree with our Native American population. I'm highly insulted by the racially charged name of the Washington Redskins. One might argue that to name a professional football team after Native Americans would exalt them as fine warriors, but nay, nay. We must be careful not to offend. And in the spirit of political correctness and courtesy, we must move forward. Let me interrupt. I played football and baseball at the University of Utah. We are affectionately referred to as the running Utes and the Ute Indian nation, the Native American nation called Utes have embraced us. They come to our games. They, they put on an expose, unbelievable dance expose at halftime during, during homecoming. And they are so proud that we as a university, a division one university have embraced their names, the University of Utah Utes. <clears throat> so why is everybody so oversensitive? Again, We must be careful not to offend, and in the spirit of political correctness and courtesy, we must move forward. uh, Mr. Page continued on with this email that he sent to a journalist at the Chicago Tribune. Let's ditch the Kansas City Chiefs, the Atlanta Braves, and the Cleveland Indians. If your shorts are in a wad because of the reference the name Redskins makes to skin color, then we need to get rid of the Cleveland Browns. The Carolina Panthers obviously were named to keep the memory of militant blacks from the 60s alive. Gone. It's offensive to us white folk. The New York Yankees offend the southern population. Do you see a team named for the Confederacy? No. There is no room for any reference to that tragic war that cost this country so many young men's lives. I am also offended by the blatant references to the Catholic religion among our sports team names. Totally inappropriate to have the New Orleans Saints, the Los Angeles Angels, or the San Diego Padres. Then there are the team names that glorify criminals who raped and pillaged. We are talking about the horrible Oakland Raiders, the Minnesota Vikings, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now, let us address those teams that clearly send the wrong message to our children. The San Diego Chargers promote irresponsible fighting or even spending habits. (laughs) Wrong message to our children. The New York Giants and the San Francisco Giants promote obesity, a growing childhood epidemic. Wrong message to our children. The Cincinnati Reds promote downers, barbiturates. Wrong message to our children. The Milwaukee Brewers, well, that goes without saying, another wrong message to our children. As a diehard Oregon State fan, my wife and I, with all of this in mind, suggest it might also make some sense to change the name of the Oregon State women's athletic teams to something other than the Beavers. Especially when they play Southern California, do you really want the Trojans? Yeah, see, it's just so ridiculous. And it goes on and on and on. Politically correctness or political correctness is so out of control, when is somebody going to actually step up and say, Right is right, truth is truth, 
no matter where it's found. And let's not have moral relativism where it's right if I say so, it's good if I feel good about it. At some point in our lives, there are still certain rules and governing principles and universal laws that we must obey and subscribe to if we're serious about controlling our destiny and creating the desired outcomes and results that we so richly deserve. Having said that, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to just ask yourself for a moment, what in your life is so politically incorrect that it would offend you? Next question. Who in your life do you know that seems to be so oversensitive that they, they pull the race card, they pull the gender card, they pull the sexual orientation card, they pull any card they, they need to whenever they need to to get what they want? Otherwise, it's just, you know, life as usual. I am around so many people who manipulate the system to get what they want overplaying political correctness. And so it's my challenge to all of us to figure out, number one, who we really are. Number two, what do we really believe? Number three, if we're racist, who taught us that? From whom did we learn it? And when in our lives did we become a racist? If we're sexist, who taught it to us? Who in our life actually allowed us or influenced us to be a a, a sexist? And at what point point in our life did we learn this? And my point is, ladies and gentlemen, if we learned it, we need to unlearn it and then relearn the correct and right way to treat one another. If we don't understand the significance of the, the, the few things that really never do change, uh, we're going to suffer from the fact that the, the tail will suddenly wag the dog. The inmates will suddenly start running the prison. And the teams that allow the players to run them obviously have been driven into the ground versus Popovich at uh, San Antonio, uh, Phil Jackson at, at the Chicago Bulls in the L.A. Lakers days, where the coach really took charge because he, with his experience, held these players to a higher standard than they would hold, them to them, hold themselves to. And that's what this is about. So let's go to break. And uh, hopefully Christy Muir will phone in. And if she doesn't, we'll continue on with this discussion about what it means to be the best you you can possibly be. This is Dan Clark, VoiceAmerica.com, the Influencers Channel. And let's go to commercial break. I'll be back in a moment. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. I just got out of a meeting where the unbelievable Dan Clark was the keynote speaker. He is clearly the most interesting man in the world. He's been into space. He reminded us to think bigger. He's a primary contributor to those chicken soup books. And he inspired all of us to make our lives matter. 
He taught us how to deal with change like he had to when he had to recover from a paralyzing football injury. Everybody needs to hear his message on leadership and safety and how he turns last place NFL teams into Super Bowl champions. Call this number, 1-800-676-1121 and visit danclark.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You're listening to The Art of Significance, featuring your host, Dan Clark. If you want to join in on this week's discussion, give us a call at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop Dan a line via email to Clark at xmission.com. Now back to The Art of Significance. Here again is Dan Clark. Welcome back. And this discussion hopefully has has primed the pump and led us into this magnificent interview with Christy Muir, who has now phoned in. And as I know, I love it. But apparently you weren't listening to the show because I've been sucking up to you for so long. People are going to think we're going <laughs> steady by the time the show's over. My gosh. <laughs> But anyway, I missed it. Yeah, you know, yeah, you'll have to go back and listen to the podcast because you know you're going to win for, you know, Miss America right. and President of the United States all on the same Tuesday. Oh wow! How about that? Well, here so, I am. So I'm, yeah, you're wonderful. to be here. Thanks for having me. No problem. So let me just reiterate that this this amazing human being, Christy Muir, is a community oriented visionary who studied in piano pedagogy and marriage family therapy. As co-founder yes, and CEO of Fuse Play, which is what I want to talk about, I, I went to your website. How fascinating are you and how fascinating are your toys or whatever you want to call them? They're more than <laughs> toys or experiences. Christy's a passionate leader and social influencer who was named, in my mind, one of the most inspirational entrepreneurs on the planet, as well as a top 10 coolest entrepreneur in her state of Utah. Christy is a dedicated single mother of three beautiful girls, a hair fanatic. Let's talk about that because mine's fallen out. That ticks me off. <laughs> and an inspirational ed tech innovator and advocate. Christy Muir, talk to us. Tell me a little bit about you. Where did you grow up? And uh, and just kind of fill in the blanks before we start talking about Fuse Play. Yeah, so I grew up in Reno, Nevada, so right by Lake Tahoe, beautiful, beautiful area. Um, Was raised, my dad, gosh, he was an attorney, my mom was an educator, I had two brothers, I was right in the middle of both of them, 
And um, I grew up with always just kind of uh, being encouraged to ask questions, to question everything, to decide for myself what I wanted to do, and always just encouraged to do and be whatever I wanted to do and be. I, I, was, I was just raised with this mentality that I could do that. Whatever I put my mind to, I could, I could do. And, um, yeah, so grew up, went to college, studied marriage family therapy, and, um, you know, settled down, family, had three kids, um, divorced, that is real life, and, um, and now I'm in Fuse, co-founder and CEO, and I'm just raising my daughters and uh, trying to create a, a beautiful life and impact community and, yeah, make the world a better place. Awesome. So before you, you came on the air, we were talking about, you know, the, 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 the equality of men and women. And let me ask you a question. You are so successful as an entrepreneur. You grew up in between two, two brothers, obviously, a very successful father, a very successful mother. Uh, when did you realize that it wasn't a glass ceiling, that you could do whatever you wanted to do, regardless if you were a male or female? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, growing up, I was a concert pianist. And I, you know, I, I definitely in about second or third grade started struggling just with self-esteem and um, trying to figure out, you know, who I was, what I wanted to do, be, or just, you know, just regular kid stuff. And, um, and so my parents put me in music. I actually, I had asked to get put in music and I excelled at that. And um, it was really just this intense learning experience for me where I realized if you dedicate the time and energy and effort and hard work to something, um, even though that's hard and it requires sacrifice, um, you really can have an amazing outcome. And so I think from a young age, starting really in about third grade, and I would say it really got hammered in probably in seventh grade, you know, uh, what, what is that, like 13 years old? It really just got hammered in that, you know, you put the work in and if you're passionate and, and sacrifice and make, do what you have to do to make something happen, it'll, it'll happen. And so that mentality is just, it's never left me. Wow. So teach us about Fuse Play. How did you come up? Tell us a little teeny bit about what it is first in a nutshell. And then how did you come up with this idea? My gosh. Yeah. So Fuse Play is an ed tech company. We have a technology platform um, that we put into toys. So it's it's a toy first, play force first, but really it's about education and providing a technology platform that can help teachers parents, uh, kids uh, all come together and, um, and learn more about computer science, coding, um, just really the future of electronics and technology. And so uh, the idea, I have three daughters, and my oldest daughter, Kinsey, she has always loved STEM, and that stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math. And um, just kind of to satisfy her curiosity, I bought tons of products, all these STEM products, coding products, you name it, I bought it. And as a mom that didn't have a background in technology or anything STEM, everything was super overwhelming. I wasn't sure how to figure out. It was really high level. I didn't know how to code. And so I just wanted, I just wanted something that was simple, something that I could figure out, but also something that would teach those high level skills of coding and electronics and really the things that make the world work, those skill sets that kids these days really need to have to be successful. And so, um, 
my brother, he um, was a successful entrepreneur at the time, and um, he was the one that was like, Christy, if you want to do this, I'll help you do it. Like, let's partner and make it happen. And so we ended up launching Fuse Play, and we make toys that ha- hold our hardware platform, our technology platform. And so just right out of the box, it's fun to play with. It's a toy. It's a Frisbee. It's um, just a fun experience. It really is just an experience we've tried to create. Uh, but then beyond that, we take kids and educators down the rabbit hole of education into coding, computer science, electronics, hardware, um, and just, yeah, go deep down into that. <laughs> Which has fascinated me because of your background in music. <clears throat> I'm a musician. I love to talk about the significant connection between the arts and the sciences. We learn critical thinking skills, not through math and science, not through STEM, but we learn critical thinking skills through the arts, through music. Yes, As I remind I, yeah, my, my, I, I love that you brought that up, yes. Yeah, I, re, I, I remind my listeners every time, you know, the little guitar solo is me playing back in the day on my first album as we come in and out of the show. And I remind my listeners that there's only 12 notes in music. Every single song ever written was written with the same 12 notes. The only difference between one song and another song is the order in which the 12 notes fall and the timing and spacing in between the notes. So the question of the day is, what's the difference between a hit songwriter and a lousy songwriter? They have access to the same information, the same 12 notes. And the answer is passion, creativity, and imagination. So I'm not surprised at all with your entrepreneurial success and teaching and embracing STEM, but you do so with passion, creativity, and imagination. So how do do these toys, when I went to your website, I was so fascinated by the youth. What what age group are these toys for? And, And how can we as parents, how can we as educators and teachers embrace fuse play to help you get the word out and help you accelerate your sales this is amazing stuff yeah those are everything you said yeah that's i love love your point of view on music and stem and the arts and um you know uh it's it's been interesting especially with the background in piano pedagogy and and that really has those skills, those skill sets that I learned from music and the critical thinking, um, that is what has helped me be successful and in even integrating that into our products at Fuse. And, um, and as far as, as far as moving forward, what we're doing, we're really working with educators. The name Fuse, we wanted to fuse online play with offline play. We wanted to fuse teacher to student. We wanted to fuse parent to child. We wanted to fuse community to industry, all of these things. And so um, moving forward, really, we're just trying to get the word out to educators, um, talk to them about our curriculum, get their feedback, see how they're integrating ZoomFlyer into their classroom, not just for coding. We even just are working with some local schools that are bringing Zoom. They just uh, bought a whole pack of them to bring to their field day. So they're integrating coding and computer science into PE. They're integrating it into, um, you know, geography, all these different subjects that are happening within school. And I think that as parents and as a community, as we are learning and growing in technology and seeing how we can integrate technology, not just into computer science classes, but into all of the different subjects and topics that kids are learning about, that really is is key moving forward for kids and education and, and the future of our world. I, I really believe that's important. My goodness. Can I ask you a personal on-air question? How old are you, Christy? You're blowing my mind. Yeah. I'm 34. How, in, how inappropriate. I'm 34 this year. <laughs> you're, you're what? I'm sorry? I'm 33. I turned 34 this year. Okay. So here's my question, my friend. We've been talking about 
the differences between men and women before you came on the air, but the similarities, the commonalities. And what message would you have to women out there who believe that it is a man's world, that there's a glass ceiling, that they don't have a fighting chance? What do you say to women who, you know, who who need that 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 boost, that 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 arm around their shoulder that basically says, listen, I've done it. I've been there. I've done it. And you can too. Take a few minutes yeah. and just inspire the women two, listening to this show, please. Yeah, two things for that. And I think it's for the men too. Um, two things. First of all, competence does not equal confidence, meaning you don't have to have the competence to be confident. You can have confidence in yourself and your ability to roll your sleeves up, to get the job done, and to develop the competence needed. I think oftentimes women feel like they have to check every single box, you know, for qualifications of what they're doing. I didn't have a background in business. I didn't have a background in technology, but I had confidence in myself that I could figure it out. And I think that I think that as women, and I think even men, um, but especially women, that's important to realize that you don't have to have the confidence; just be confident in yourself. And the second thing um, I wanted to say is, it, it. I mean, to an extent, it it is a man's world, and even mentors. How you know I'm trained in business by men. It's it's very much the way that men do things. And I've learned personally that it is so important and even vital to embrace. Um, some of the intrinsic, I guess, characteristics of being a woman, whether it's intuition, whether it's a more kind or less abrupt way of doing things, meetings, phone calls, um, and really just embracing that and owning that and not feeling like I have to um, conform to what is typically done in business meetings, um, you know, or in a, in a round table full of men. I love it. So what's... Uh... What can we do as a community to embrace you? Tell us how to get a hold of you. Give us your website. Is there a way to join your tribe? Can we join your community? Can we, How do we get the word out? Because my involvement in STEM education goes way back a few years. I write a lot of speeches for celebrities, and I've written five speeches for the NBA all-time leading scorer, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who was knighted the ambassador, the STEM ambassador for the entire state of California by the state superintendent. And he and I attended a conference uh, hosted by uh, U.S. World News Report down in Dallas, Texas. We also went to to, uh, Keynes, the guy who invented the Sedgway. He hosts a big kind of invention robotic competition every year. And we went to Chicago and all of these young men and women had created robots that could shoot foul shots. That was why Kareem was invited to come and kind of be a host there. And it was so intriguing to see how many young men and young women were involved in STEM education, how exciting it is to yeah. spread the word. So tell us how we can help you, how we can push fuse, play, how we can uh, join your, your your tribe. How can we be part of your life? Yeah. Okay, so a couple things, and I love that you brought up the robotics competition. Um, Different initiatives that we're working on right now, we're working a lot with higher ed, so different colleges and universities, to really bridge the gap between higher ed and lower ed, so elementary and secondary school. Right now, there's a pretty big skills gap, um, and also just a community gap, where schools, lower ed, um, higher ed, they're not really working together. And so we're actually this next week going to a robotics competition where it's elementary and secondary school students, um, but we're also at the same time working with the university and students there who are creating projects with Zuby Flyer, and then we're fusing that and bridging that to the robotics competition with the elementary and secondary aged kids. 
And so if there was any anyone out there who was interested in helping uh, facilitate, introduce, or if they're already working with higher ed, lower ed, robotics competitions um, that would like to help us, uh, I guess, work on that goal together of, of using those gaps between education, that would be rad. Um, and also just educators. If there's an educator that you know that in your life, if it's your kid's school, uh, if it's a school you work at, let us know. Let us talk to you. Let us come in and... Um, and, and show you and tell you about Zuby Flyer. And as far as contact information, uh, you can check out our website. It's www.fuseclay.io. And, uh, yeah, and that's me an F-U-Z-E, email. F-U-Z-E-P-L-A-Y, right? Yep, dot, F-U-Z-E-P-L-A-Y. Dot yeah, and what's J-O? I've never heard of it. I mean, dot I-O or J-O? Dot I-O. I-O. Yeah, it's a tech oh, thing. It's a tech thing. Oh, dot, yeah. And it was, it was like a lot cheaper than the dot com. Really? Yeah, like $12,000 cheaper. So, <laughs> My goodness gracious. All right, so yeah. that's how we join your tribe, and that's how we, uh, we get involved in your, in your movement. Yes, and send us an email. Um, the email is on our website. My email is Christy, K-R-I-S-T-Y, at FusePlay.io. Um, send us on Instagram at FusePlay, Twitter, FusePlay, yeah, any of the above. Wow. Okay, so hot seat for one minute. What, what, if you had one hour to live, what would you say to the world? I teach public speaking at the university uh, level I have for 10 years, and I have my final examination is always the last lecture. So, Christy, I love to ask my guests, if you had one hour to live, you got three beautiful daughters, you've learned a lot about love, you know a lot about business. If you had one hour to live, what would you say to the world, my friend? Here's your chance to preach and teach. Yeah. Uh, I would definitely just talk about the power of authenticity and the power of championing community. I think that all too often people get caught up in the external motivations of what they think they should be doing because of this, that, or the other, instead of just choosing to live true to themselves and what they know to be best and right for themselves. And um, as far as community goes, that is one of my greatest passions. And um, I think that just being good, doing kind, uh, being, being the change you want to see in the world, whether it's making sure your cart gets put away at the grocery store and not leaving it where it could be in another car, something as simple as that, um, recycling, smiling at somebody as you walk by, just being a good human being and being aware of your surroundings in the world that you live in and really just being grateful, grateful for the world that we have. Holy cow, you should write a book. Maybe we should talk off air, eh? <laughs> So I'm where down do you for that. I'm down for that. <laughs> I'll help you. We'll do that for sure. Where uh, where do you want to be five years from now? How do you see uh, your five life? Five years from now? Paint gosh. the picture. I mean, obviously, with like a company, a startup, you, you build that, uh, you know, you're, you want you want to build it into something that uh, could be acquired potentially. So there's definitely that um, aspect of business. I run a founder chapter for to bridge so- social gaps in our community here in Utah, it's especially for female founders. So um, just growing that community more and really giving women and men, female and male founders, just a place that they belong and they can share and grow together and, um, and really just bridge some of those social gaps. And as far as a mom, like just, gosh, that's my most important thing in my life for my girls and just raising strong girls who aren't afraid to contribute and roll up their sleeves and get stuff done. I'd, I'd be happy with, with all of those things. 
Uh, you're so amazing. Wisdom, old soul. I guess everybody you've ever interacted with tells you you're an old soul. Uh, this young, <laughs> sassy, beautiful woman who is an old soul. Old soul, so, yes. As I came on the air, I reflected on being a judge of the Miss USA Beauty pageant many years ago. And we came down to the five finalists, and we as judges had already picked who was going to win and who the first runner-up was. We kick each other under the table, even though we're not supposed to communicate. (laughs) And the five young ladies, the finalists, were put in a soundproof booth, and the MC brought them out one at a time and asked them the same question. And the, the young woman that we had picked as the winner with only one question to go, she was asked this question. I pose it to you as we, as we wind down our time together. When is a woman equal to a man? And she let us all down and she just basically went to, I just want world peace. And we're like, are you serious? Don't be a ditz. So disgruntled, we we just kind of checked her off the list. The second young woman was brought out on stage and she was asked the exact same question. When is a woman equal to a man? And she looks straight into the camera. She says, a woman is only equal to a man when she acts like a woman. And we as judges looked at each other. We kicked each other and she wins the, the competition. So what yes. does that mean to Christy Muir? Yeah, that's a that's an interesting question. I've never I've never been asked that question or, or thought about that. Um, equality is an interesting thing, and I think that um, I think that once again, I some yeah, I think that uh, owning and I I brought that up in the beginning, owning the intrinsic characteristics that I have, just being a woman, that is my most powerful asset. Like that is what puts me on on equal footing in all of the meetings and everything I do. And I think that I think that when that starts to slip, or when I try, when I uh, maybe try to be something other than I'm not, because I feel like maybe it's man's world. That's when I start losing. And so um, I think that equality really is just men and men and women working together and and embracing the intrinsic characteristics that are unique to each of us as individuals and um, working together to to. Um, to make things happen and, and make it, I hate that equality has to still be a conversation in all honesty. Like it's, it's something that um, I'm actually kind of sensitive to because I, I can't wait till, and I hope my girls get to a place in the world where they're not asked like, Oh, you know, what's equality is this equal? Do you feel equal? Do you feel like there's a glass ceiling that you have to shatter? I can't wait till it gets to a point where it's just like that conversation isn't there. And it's, um, it's more just about the human being and, and what they're doing to make the world a better place and, and how, how people can champion and support them. I love it. You are the best bookend uh, guest. You, you wrapped it, you tied a little bow around this whole, uh, this whole show. I agree <laughs> awesome, with you 100%. Yeah. And uh, without listening to what we talked about at the beginning of the show, we agree. Who would have thought? Thank God you pulled through. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Christy, it's an honor. I, uh, I will have you back on. Uh, I didn't want to cut you short. And so you have so many other things to teach us and our listeners, both men and women, obviously. Wish you luck. That's Fuse Play. Let's support Christy Muir and, uh, and join her tribe. Fuseplay.io. Correct, my friend? Correct. All right. And this is Dan Clark, VoiceAmerica.com, the Influencers Channel. Until next week, remember our military and your prayers. God bless America and do your best to be significant and influence the world in a best way possible. Have a great week. Thanks, Christy. Let's talk off the air.
Thanks for being part of the show. Be sure to join Dan Clark next Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time for another edition of The Art of Significance on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Remember, you too can achieve the level beyond success. 